today we are talking about what to focus on to have a healthy, energized pregnancy and what my experience has been with this second pregnancy of mine and with being pregnant with twins. So I'm talking about some of the real strategic things that I've been focusing on, the stuff I haven't been focusing on and what really makes a difference and what can really help to contribute to as healthy a pregnancy as possible. So whether you're pregnant or not, this show is going to give you some really key and actionable tips to, ha- to help you know what to prioritize when it comes to your health, well-being, and energy. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated, and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So this is a juicy episode for you if you are wanting to know what the heck do I prioritize when it comes to my health and well-being? Where do I begin? That's kind of what I'm sharing with you in this episode. Yes, it's framed in the context of pregnancy and especially my twin pregnancy, but this has been a really tough pregnancy for me. I've been sick, bedridden, not that well. So I've really had to prioritize the things that I think make the biggest difference and let go of stuff that I don't think makes as big a difference. So whether you're pregnant or not, there's some real juicy gems in this one. It rhymed. Um, Otherwise, I hope you are doing well. I am currently off on maternity leave, but I do have episodes coming your way. I have a mixture of some new episodes and also some of the greatest hits, some of the popular ones that you might have missed or you've maybe not listened to for like years because this podcast has been going for years. So I have a blend of things coming to you um, regularly. It'll either be once a week or every fortnight, depending on how organized I am. I'm recording this in advance, so I don't know how organized <laughs> I will have been and how much work I will have gotten done. Um, But the podcast will keep on going and then I will be kind of back on social media and back at work at some point in the spring, hopefully, depending on these babies and depending on how I feel. So enjoy this episode. Thank you for being here and I will speak to you soon. This podcast is sponsored by my very own Flourish Academy. If you are feeling overwhelmed and stuck and a little bit lost at where to begin when it comes to supporting your hormones, your digestion, your energy, and your waistline, the Flourish Academy is for you. It's my four-week program that helps you to beat the bloat, double your energy, balance your hormone, and change your relationship with food in just 28 days. It's a really phenomenal program. Hundreds of women have done it and seen amazing results. You can sign up today and get started whenever you want. It's a self-study online program. And in the program, I really put all the key foundations that I talk through and work with with my one-to-one clients so that you can see the same phenomenal results that I see with my private practice at a much more affordable rate. So if you want to find out more, go to keziahall.com forward slash flourish. Find out all the information and then sign up if it is for you. It's it's honestly a program that I thought about scrapping and then recently went through it again myself and was like, oh, this is great. I should talk about it more. Hence, having it sponsor the podcast. So if you are stuck, if you want to work with me, but you will need it to be really affordable, keziahall.com forward slash flourish.
So let's dive into some of the key foundations that I think all come together and work together to help support um, as healthy pregnancy as as possible. Um, and these are some of the things I did with my first pregnancy with my son, who's now two, and I'm currently pregnant with twins as of recording this. When you are listening to this, I the twins might be here or they might not be here. It'll be sometime in February, so I'm recording this in advance. But um, I just wanted to talk about and do kind of an update on what do I focus on during pregnancy? And really, this could be summarized into two categories. What do I focus on to support my mind during pregnancy? And what do I do to support my body and my cells and my actual kind of physical systems? And then what about my mindset and my soul? You could say, how do I support those parts? And it's really important that you do both. Both are really, really important. Both affect each other. What you think affects your cells and your cells affect what you think. They are part of your whole being. So I'm going to be diving into those. So before we look into some of these strategic things and the different things that I've really focused on, um, I just want to kind of give you a bit of an update in general about my this pregnancy particularly in case you're new here and if you are new, hi. And if you're not new and you've been listening for ages, still hi. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I don't want you to uh, get at all confused in this episode that somehow I have got this whole pregnancy down to perfection. Um, This has not been an easy pregnancy. I do not like being pregnant. I made that clear with my first pregnancy. Um, More confirmed by this pregnancy um and I've been actually just really sick and struggled at different points so with this pregnancy I had some form of hyperemesis gradivarium or however it's called um although I was never diagnosed at or admitted into hospital which is the main kind of diagnostic criteria so the doctor was a bit like kind of is but you've not had been admitted to hospital so anyway but I was severely sick for about three months just in bed and then probably a good six weeks of kind of recovery, you know, where I could, was starting to feel better at about 16 weeks, but still wasn't great. Was still spending probably about half the day in bed, but I could eat a little bit more and I could um, come downstairs and lie on the sofa, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and was slowly recovering, slowly gaining my strength back and slowly eating a bit more and getting hydrated again and all of those things. Um, and then, uh, as just pregnancy goes on, I also just get a lot of like pains and soreness. And right now I'm in that kind of final trimester and this is a pregnancy with twins. It's just a lot of back pain and pelvic girdle pain and soreness and just, you know, what for some people is a usual pregnancy thing. So I just want to caveat that with, this isn't my Kezia's had perfect pregnancies and this is how you can do the same. No, this is my, okay, based on my experience from the research that I do, from what I know about the body and my work as a holistic nutritionist, (laughs) these are the things to focus on. And I've really had to be really strategic with both pregnancies. I wasn't that well in my first pregnancy. You know, I've not been able to do all the things. I've not been eating perfectly. There's so many more things that I could have done, um, but I've just not been able to. I've just not had the capacity. And um, so I've needed to get really strategic about, okay, 
Um, if I'm only going to have, if I'm only going to be able to tolerate one healthy meal today, because all the other meals might be crisp sandwiches or I might puke up, what am I, what nutrients am I going to prioritize eating? Or if I am, you know, only going to have capacity to do one thing to look after my mindset today, what one thing am I going to prioritize? And that's kind of how I've come to this list. So let's dive in. Let's start first with your mind because um, we all know that pregnancy and postpartum um, can just have a big impact on your mental health. A lot of new, newly pregnant people will um, relate to the idea or uh, share the experience of feeling more anxious and your anxiety can really go up. And I really felt this is um, being just stuck in bed for months on end doesn't do your mental health any good. Like cold, dark room, trying to take sips of water, trying not to throw up. You know, it doesn't, I mean, there's not a recipe for like a, oh, I'm feeling so great. There was, there was some very low points, but just naturally, even if you're not that sick, just when I found out I was having twins, I think it was like week, you know, 13, then my anxiety levels were definitely higher than when I was pregnant with my first, just because there's so many more risks with twins and so many, it just felt, it's felt like this pregnancy, a really different pregnancy from a mindset perspective, just because there's so many, it, it's felt more, I felt more fearful with it being twins because it's just something I didn't know a lot about and I like to research things. I feel better now about it because obviously I've done a ton of research, but initially there was a lot more anxiety and this can be the case for lots of mums. I've, I've known clients that haven't had any morning sickness at all and not really felt any different in that first trimester and that makes them anxious. I've had other mums who've been so sick, they then get anxious that they're not getting enough nutrients or they, you know, they've not told anyone. There's just so many things that can happen. And then as time goes on, people might start to get more anxious about birth or other things that come up or whatever it is. So looking after your mindset is really, really important. Also, we know that from a hormonal perspective, um, and especially from birth, if you've ever done any hypnobirthing or anything like that, or know anything about hypnobirthing, what you're thinking and what's going on in your brain and your mindset really has a big impact on your hormonal um, output, should we say, during birth. But I also think the same is um, also true during pregnancy. So Staying calm, managing your cortisol levels, looking after your adrenals, um, resting, all of these things are really, really important when um, not just for birth, but also throughout pregnancy and that postpartum time as well. So what are some of the things I did to look after my brain? Well, to begin with, I just needed to um, get help. I just needed more help. I'm naturally not a great person for asking for help partly because I don't even think of it, if that makes sense. Um, it doesn't even cross my mind <laughs> to be like, maybe you could phone someone to help you with that, Kezia. Like, I just literally don't even think of it. But with this pregnancy, very humbling, literally could do very little. And so just asking for more help is really, really important. And just giving yourself permission. And I did a, a good job of that. I feel proud of myself about that with this pregnancy of just letting go, giving myself permission to ask for more childcare, for um, not dwelling on all the guilty feelings of not being a very present mum for Merlin, because I was just, 
as I say, sick and in bed. And even since then, just needing more time, needing more rest, even though right now I'm feeling way better and eating food and keeping water down and all of that sort of stuff. Actually just giving myself permission to just put my son into nursery when that was an option. Although at first lockdown was still happening, so nursery wasn't an option. And I just kind of had to let go and let my husband deal with it, to be honest, and be like... I can't help right now. I just need to look after myself and the babies and I'm not going to push through. That was a big lesson for me in this pregnancy and still is, is actually really letting go of this idea of pushing through. And for some of you, actually, depending on your personality type, sometimes you need to flex and build that muscle of pushing through, if that makes sense. Like some people pull away too quickly. I am not that type. My personality is of one that will push through until total breaking point and burnout. And I knew, thankfully, through all the work that I'd done with therapy and in my mindset of the, since my last pregnancy, that actually, for me personally, this pregnancy was really about letting go and letting people help me and, yeah, just not pushing through. It feels emotional even talking about it. Um, because I think, I don't know, it is emotional, isn't it? These feelings, the need to push through, perform, achieve, be present, hit goals, all of these kinds of things I just had to let go of. Now, everyone has slightly different experiences, but for this pregnancy and for me, that was really important. And the way of a practical tool that I used still um, to help with that was meditation. I already had a meditation practice. And again, this wasn't something I was perfect at, still not. It's not something that was, you know, I have my daily routine that every day between half six and quarter past seven, I do these specific things. That's just not the life stage that I'm at in terms of a young toddler who wakes up whenever and when I was really sick I didn't really have the capacity for structure like that but I did prioritize meditation even in those months when I was more stuck in bed just a quick meditation a yoga nidra I mean I was stuck in bed anyway <laughs> just putting on chilled music meditation can be so helpful the more that you can calm down your nervous system the more that that's going to do you and your baby so much good help with your energy all of that sort of stuff. So a meditation practice is great. You can also get like pregnancy specific meditations. I'm personally not a fan of those, but I know people love them. Um, and, and now that I'm getting into that latter stage of the pregnancy, I'll probably do more hypnobirthing meditations as well um, and switch in my normal daily meditations to those more hypnobirthing ones. So meditation is really important. If, you're, if your nervous system is so tightly wound that you can't meditate for 10 minutes, that's a problem. And then meditation is hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. But that is a problem if it's so wound up that actually is really going to impact you, your baby. It might impact your birth, your postpartum experience. It's really important that you learn how to unwind and nourish your nervous system in this way because it affects the hormones in your body. It affects your cell um, your cellular repair, it affects your digestion, it affects your sleep, it affects your mental health, all of these things. So meditation is a useful tool I'd used in my first pregnancy, in this pregnancy. It's been brilliant. Do what you can, find the flavor that you like. You don't need to be perfect at the moment. I probably meditate, what, four times a week, five times a week. Ideally, I'd love to do it every day. I am a structure and routine person, but I've just had to let go of that because 
if I cling to my structures too hard, I get really annoyed at my toddler for waking up 20 minutes early and blame him for my, you know, I get irritated at him. It's like, oh, you ruined my early meditation time. And bless him. He's a toddler. He's not ruined anything. That's my problem, my expectation that I've been learning to let go of. So meditation, asking for help. Um, I have really, especially, actually not just especially when I was sick, but even now I've been focusing on something that I talk to my clients a lot about and that is folk and that is looking and focusing on the good. So it's so easy, especially if you're more of like a health, nutrition-oriented person, um, to approach pregnancy and then kind of beat yourself up a lot about, oh my goodness, I've been totally craving crisps and I've been eating crisps. That's terrible. I say that because that is a prime example. <laughs> there were days when I was literally eating nothing. The only thing I would fancy eating would maybe be some crisps and I I've never puked up crisps, so they felt like a safe food, if that makes sense. Because after a while, once you puke up food and a certain food enough, you just don't want to eat it again. But crisps never happened with crisps. So at one point, like the main foods I was eating was like crisps and orange juice, which are not foods I would recommend as a nutritionist as being prime foods to eat at any point, never mind in pregnancy. But I just had to let that go. Like, just had to let it go and instead focus on the good. Like, oh, but I am getting some vitamin C from my orange juice, at least. And I, uh, you know, when things were really bad, oh, I had a shower today or I washed my hair or I brushed my teeth. Focusing on all the good things or, well, aren't I, well, like I could always focus on the gratitude of, um, of being able to conceive a child so easily and immediately, um, that's always something I could return to when it's something I know so many people would literally give their right arm for um, to conceive a baby after years of trying. And here I was, you know, complaining or beating myself up for the fact that I'm eating crisps. Um, so that was a really helpful thing. And then later on in pregnancy, even now, like, um, not I'm really hungry at the moment. I feel like I need to eat every hour, every two hours, because that kind of, I get nauseous again, sort of in the third trimester. So that's kind of present. And obviously the tiredness and I just kind of run out of ideas of what to eat. <laughs> it's just a lot of eating and I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to eat again. So some of the food choices I'm having isn't great. It's like a lot of homemade banana bread and dark chocolate and almond butter. And I mean, I know those things aren't terrible, but I'm a holistic nutritionist. I can put a large amount of pressure on myself to be eating perfectly. So instead, what I do is focus on the good. What am I doing? What have I done today um, to look after my body? Or was it from this, that TV program, um, Miranda? What have you done today to make you feel proud? That would be another way of thinking about it. The wisdom from Miranda that comes from... Um, that singer, I've totally forgotten her name. Anyway, I still love her songs. Um, from M People. Was it M People? Anyway, think of, what have you done today to make yourself feel proud? What have you done today to make yourself feel good? Focus on that. So those are a couple of really helpful mindset stuff. I also, at the start of my pregnancy, I continued to have some therapy and I kept on going with some of my daily, well, not daily practices, call them weekly practices of things like energy medicine and um, journaling 
And more when I started to kind of feel better and was in that second trimester and the sickness had gone and I was off my medications and I was eating food, I also just made my schedule, um, my diary, my week to week, I was really strategic about that um, in terms of making sure I had enough time off. And as a historic workaholic, I really, again, just let go and pulled back of things. I made it a goal at least once a week to have an afternoon bath. Um, when my son was at nursery and instead of working and doing productive things, I just stop all the to-do lists, get in the bath, read a book, listen to something, cry to some music, um, just be for a while and taking and also prioritizing every day having um, a nap slash meditation time. So if I need to just go to sleep, I'll go to sleep. But most of the time, especially more in the last kind of couple of months, I have been just doing like a yoga nidra meditation or just like a longer meditation body scan thing at lunchtime as a bit of a power nap and that's been really really helpful for my mind as well as for my energy I really do need that if I don't have that in the day oof, that's what I did before this podcast I needed to go and have a nap for half an hour do some deep breaths made myself a peppermint and nettle tea had a bit of dark chocolate and now I'm feeling much better than what I did so those are some of the things that I've been doing to look after my mind more from like a lifestyle or practice perspective And also, I suppose another thing um, which may relate to some of you, but has been really important for me is I've definitely just made more space for feeling my feelings and being kinder to myself and just making space to process emotion. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but um, time to just, you know, if I'm feeling anxious about the babies and all the things that could go wrong, just honoring that and going through that emotion instead of trying to just squish it down. Just squish, squish, squish. Don't feel anxious. Don't be silly. There's nothing to be anxious about. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine, Kezia. Don't worry. Actually go, okay, no, this is real. This is how I feel. Let's flow through that. Let's feel it. Let's just sit and be present with that feeling for a while so that I can kind of digest it. And I've been much, much better at that than I was in my first pregnancy. And I think that has really helped my mindset actually because I just make space for whatever feelings come up with I was going to say without judgment I'm working on the without judgment part but with less judgment than before and same with those okay so I know that is probably all the stuff that people are least likely wanting to do in terms of mindset but I do think it's really important if your brain is healthy if your nervous system is able to switch from sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous state easily if there's balance there if there's ease there then that affects your cells it affects every part of your body, your digestion, your mind, everything. So this isn't like, oh, well, nice because yeah, for her to be able to do that. This is essential for your well-being, for your whole body health. It really, really is. Through pregnancy, yes, but also just life as well. So let's talk about body. So what are some of the more practical physical things that I've been doing to and prioritizing again because I've not had loads of headspace I've not had the greatest of health what have I been prioritizing to really um look after and support my body and grow as healthy babies as I possibly can and build resiliency into me whilst I go through this process of pregnancy and creating in my case two new humans from scratch which is an incredibly 
depleting and exhausting process, whether you feel it or not. Now, I feel it fully. I'm like, oh, this is so hard. But not everyone does. Some people love being pregnant and that's great. But whatever your experience is, the fact is making humans is really depleting. It's really hard work. It takes a lot out of you. Our culture has really downplayed the role of women, the role of making humans birth, pregnancy, postpartum as kind of like a, oh, just get it done and then like move on. No, it's a really big event and it uses up all of your resources within your body. So it's important in pregnancy and especially in postpartum and even preconception to try and build as much resiliency. And this is what I do with clients around fertility. So I'm, I've always got a couple of clients who I'm working with specifically around supporting their hormones and fertility. And there's always a couple of babies (laughs) each year from people that I've worked with that are, um, uh, thankfully conceive and are able to balance everything out. But when it comes to your body, we want to build resiliency at all times, but especially during pregnancy. So what have I been doing? Well, an easy win for me, this pregnancy and previous pregnancy with someone who gets sore and sick and spends a lot of time in bed is supplementation. Now, I didn't couldn't prioritize supplementation when I wasn't uh, when I was really sick, so I just couldn't keep anything down. But since as soon as I was able to, um, then a good kind of prenatal supplementation regime just really helps both my mind because I feel like I'm at least doing something and can help the baby. So the things that I take, and now these are things, um, some of them are generic recommendations I would give to clients, but some of them are for me specifically. I focused on a really good um, prenatal with high amounts of methylated folate and methylated um, uh, B12, methylcobalamin, because I know I struggle with those B vitamins. So I went with one with quite a high amount of uh, all the B vitamins, just because I know I struggle. I also introduced some fish oil as soon as I could tolerate it, just because lots of research around EPA and DHEA fatty acids around the developing baby and brain, really important. I also added additional folate for me personally. Um, again, because I just know through testing and my genetic testing and recent blood tests that my folate is always not amazing just because of some genetic mutations um, that I have. So I um, prioritize that. Also, I just know from personal experience that I just feel better with vitamin C, taking vitamin C all the time. And in pregnancy, even more so, there's a lot more oxidative damage. Your body's doing a lot more. So I also, um, especially in those early stages, as soon as I was able to drink properly and keep water down, I got um, a decent-ish vitamin C that dissolved into water, one of these effervescent ones, but without any of the awful aspartame in. Um, And I started to have that as soon as I could keep more water down just to make sure I was getting vitamin C in, just because I didn't want to then get the cold or the flu on top of everything else. And I just know I feel better personally with more vitamin C. Vitamin C helps with your progesterone production. It supports your adrenals. It's important for your glutathione production. It helps with collagen production, all of these things that are going on. And during pregnancy, because there's so many different chemical reactions going on within your body, um, in terms of making the human and also just your own body. And in my case, making two humans, 
I knew that's something that I want to prioritize. Also vitamin D, that's a good general recommendation as well for women in pregnancy is just getting good amounts of vitamin D unless you've recently tested and you know you're maybe got high levels. Vitamin D is something I'm never overly high in. So made sure I got a spray again, just because I was trying to minimize tablets. Um, and then later on in the pregnancy, in this last trimester, I have been prioritizing those things along with a probiotic. You can do probiotics throughout, um, but especially in the third trimester, a good probiotic can help. There was some research around it helping reduce the kind of risk of atopic allergies and issues in children. And we're a kind of atopic family, so I like to do whatever I can um, with that. And those would kind of be the main um, supplements that I would have. I've also been making sure I've added in things like some sunflower lecithin to get a bit more phosphatidylcholine, which I won't go into, but choline is really important. Having things like bone broth so I can get some glycine. Also magnesium, I forgot to mention, um, because of just the achiness in my body and sleep and your requirement for magnesium goes up. Although I have to say I've been a bit rubbish at taking magnesium. I keep on forgetting. I need to put it by my bed because that would help. Anyway, so those are some of the key things. I'm not perfect with them. Some days I remember, some days I don't. But things like fish oil and vitamin C are the ones that I prioritize just because they really help me and they really help baby as well. Babies, in my case, the two girls growing away. So supplements is quite a nice, easy win. Again, you want to... Um, you can personalize that depending on what you know is going on with your body. So um, there's lots of different options depending on your health history. But those are the things that for me, I know, make a difference and help do help me to feel good. So I've not had any colds or flus or viral things or sniffles at all throughout pregnancy, which is great. So first thing, supplements. Second thing is sleep and rest. So prioritizing sleep has been really important. I know some women really struggle with sleep during pregnancy and I do get that. I am uncomfy as hell in bed at the moment. There is no position that feels comfy, but I've just been doing whatever I can to prioritize sleep. So that means filtering out all blue light in the evening. It means going to bed at a deeply unsociable hour. You know, in the early days, well, in the early days, I wasn't getting out of bed, so it doesn't really count. But when I started to like get out of bed, I would be back in bed by like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Now I'm normally in bed by about half seven and I might watch like a parks and recreation with my blue filter glasses on and my blue filter on my computer or I might read a book. But generally I'm in bed super early just because I'm exhausted. And again, I'm just refusing to push through on this pregnancy. That could be a theme. Um, for this pregnancy, I'm not grinning and bearing it and just not, <laughs> just not doing it. But sleep is really important. So doing whatever you need to do to get good sleep. The first things you want to do is just basic sleep hygiene, dark room, getting one of those pregnancy pillows can help. An eye mask can help making sure your room is cool enough. That mean might, you might need to get a little air conditioning uh, device or opening your windows, filtering blue light from like six or ideally five o'clock onwards. I'm recording this in winter, so it's dark here by five o'clock. So I like to filter and keep the lights low from then onwards to really help your natural circadian rhythm. Not having loads of caffeine. I mean, I don't have caffeine at all, but if you do can tolerate caffeine, no, you don't wanna be having any caffeine after 12. Everything you can to prioritize good sleep. Also, if you're in a relationship and you have other children, just delegate it to them. If the, if you have a kid that wakes up in the night, make it your partner's job. It's not your job. 
you're making other people's humans, you're making humans delegate that stuff. It does my nut in the amount of martyrdom that goes on with mums when it comes to children waking in the night. Like, I'm not saying it's not a problem, (laughs) but if there's two of you, why? Like, you need to share that shit out. Like, there's... Anyway, that's a different thing. Every child is different. I do get that. But don't just assume. We just get into patterns, don't we? Where it's like, I'm always the one that gets up with my two-year-old. Why? Why? It's not like I'm breastfeeding him anymore. Why Why am I the one getting up? So I, throughout pregnancy, have not gotten up with my son in the night at all. I have earplugs in and I might hear him and then I go back to sleep. That's what I've been doing. So prioritizing sleep, whatever you need to do, to get some good sleep, do it. Next thing I've been prioritizing in terms of my body is working and supporting my pelvic floor. Now, because I had um, such a long time in bed, I kind of needed to do a bit of rehab because lying flat for three months doesn't really do your muscles and spine and everything very good, a lot of good. Um, And um, so as I slowly got better, I started to integrate some more exercise and worked on really strengthening my pelvic floor. I've seen a pelvic floor physio. I've been doing a pregnancy specific program just to build strength um, to help with um, I think a lot of work that you can do in your pregnancy and even prior to your pregnancy can really help with that postpartum time. I had um, no real issues after I'd done a lot of rehab with my first son in terms of pelvic floor. I think just because you've had kids you you don't need to be peeing yourself. That's not actually normal. Um, It's common but that's that's just a sign that you need to do more rehab on your pelvic floor. So that's been an important one. I just want to interrupt for a second and give you a heads up. I will be taking on new clients in a couple of months time and I have really limited space. If you know that in 2021, you want to see some phenomenal results in your body, in your mind, in your energy, hormones, digestion, belly, waistline. If you know you're sick of going it alone, and you've tried a million things, and you just know you need some personalized help, some bespoke support, some functional lab testing to finally deal with those issues that have been plaguing you for maybe tens of years, then make sure you get on my wait list. I'll be going to my wait list first and prioritizing them when it comes to taking on new clients. I don't work with that many people at once because we go really deep we do a lot of research. It's a really amazing personalized process so that you get the absolute best results. So if you know you want to work with me privately this year, you know you don't want an online program, you know you don't want to join the Flourish Academy, then head over to keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. You'll find out more about how I work with people. There's a really short form to fill in. You fill that in. And as soon as I am accepting new clients, I will get in touch with you and you will have priority space. I would love to work with you. I constantly see the power of getting one-to-one bespoke, tailored support, and it is completely life-changing. So I would love to work with you if you're ready. Again, keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. Otherwise, let's get back to the show. Also, another thing that I've been prioritizing is the foods that I'm eating. So I am a holistic nutritionist, so I get that not everyone's brain thinks like this, but in terms of foods I'm prioritizing, I've been really trying to up my protein game. 
protein. I just feel better if I have protein for breakfast and I eat more protein in the day. I was also in true Kezia fashion researching any nutritional advice or research around twins, especially because um, it's really common for twins to be born early and to be at a low birth weight. And obviously that can have various risks. And there was a big school of thought from different pediatri pediatricians that work with twins a lot on multiples, a lot triplets. And um, the general recommendation was getting over a hundred grams of protein when you have are pregnant with twins, which is a lot of protein. So I don't think I've been hitting that, but I've been trying. So I've been doing that with some collagen. I've been having collagen throughout because I think that helps with my stretch marks and my joints and generally helps me to feel good. So I've been having lots of collagen and then also other, um, uh, like other protein powders that are a mix of like pea protein, those kinds of things. Also prioritizing eggs, meat, fish obviously as and when I've been able to tolerate them and keep them down um but I've been surprised actually how much I've craved meat in this pregnancy so I've been trying to go with that and really prioritizing eating protein with every meal so today I had three scrambled eggs for breakfast with some sauteed veggies and then like some like slices of banana loaf toast thing um as like a second breakfast kind of thing um and a matcha tea, matcha green tea, because I was sleepy because I woke up in the night and couldn't get back to sleep. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm prioritizing sleep guys, but I just, I'm not perfect. The prime example, woke up at three o'clock last night, needed to pee, and then just didn't properly go back into a deep sleep cycle until after, till about six o'clock. So that's annoying. But I wasn't asleep by about half eight. So I'd got a good six hours in <laughs> prior to that. Um, so making sure I'm prioritizing protein, especially, um, has been important eggs, um, goat yogurt, even things like that. It's been really important getting fish where possible. It's like today I had, um, oh yeah, so I was telling you what I was eating today. So my brain's all over the place. Um, at lunchtime I had some gluten-free bread with some sardines on it, mashed sardines, kind of toasted, um, to again, try and get some protein in there. And I'll probably have a protein shake smoothie thing this afternoon to get some more in there. So that's been something I've been really prioritizing. Now, I'm pregnant with twins, so my nutrient requirements and calorie requirements and all those things are more than if you're just having a single one. But in general, actually, whether you're pregnant or not, most people I work with, I say to them, you need to eat more protein, especially, especially if you're vegetarian. If you are vegetarian, you just need to increase your protein, whether you're pregnant or not. Um, but especially in pregnancy, focusing on protein. And with every meal, like I say to my clients, is just ask, where's the protein? Doesn't mean you need to be eating three chicken breasts, but you do need some protein in there. And that's been something I've been prioritizing. Fish, again, for the EPA and DHA fatty acids has been something I'm prioritizing. Getting enough fiber to really help my gut microbiome and feed those good good gut bugs. That's been something. And also the medication I was on for a while made me quite constipated. So as soon as I could start eating, I was upping my fiber intake because that's really important. Also making sure I stayed hydrated. I've definitely noticed I've been more thirsty with twins than within in a single pregnancy. So lots of water throughout the day, my putting vitamin C into it, fizzy water, um, making sure I get some electrolytes. So I've been adding a little bit of electrolyte support to that. All of that sort of good stuff has all been the things I've been prioritizing in terms of eating. Um, other things that I've been doing to help my body is just the kind of some of the body work and self-care. 
So my body creaks and gets sore and painful and I have to kind of just have to do some things just in order to function slightly. So regular chiropractic appointments. I see a local chiropractor who um, is, I think it's called a Timony practitioner. So often we think of chiropractors as like cracking you. He doesn't crack you at all. It's just like little gentle taps. So at the moment in the third trimester, I'm seeing him like twice a week, three times a week, partly because he does a great deal where you can go in and you pay him a certain small amount and you can go and see him as much as you need basically in pregnancy because he gets that um, <laughs> the babies, especially two babies, can just move things around constantly. So I'm doing that. I've also had regular massages, which has been amazing just because things have been so sore um, in my back and so tight. And that's been really, really helpful. I have also, again, I went to see my pelvic floor physio and had a little bit of acupuncture as well, where possible. Um, so doing some of that bodywork stuff just to help keep me comfortable and moving, I think has been really, really helpful as well. And then every day also, well, as much as I can, making sure I get outside, even if that means like the other day I had a really full day of clients. I just literally went for like a two minute walk around the block. I have a lane at the back of my house, walked to the end of the lane, walked back again. So, I mean, I'm not talking intense exercise here, but just getting outside, really, really helpful, really, really important um, in terms of supporting body. And then also in terms of food wise, I mentioned fiber, but just green leafy vegetables, trying to eat vegetables. Again, I'm at that stage now in pregnancy where I'm a bit more nauseous, so I'm not as up for the vegetables. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit like, you know, I tend to get a bit of a recurrence of nausea in that final trimester. But when I was feeling good, when I have been feeling good in that kind of second trimester, I totally maximized on the vegetable things, green smoothies, all of that sort of stuff, because I was focused on just doing what I can. And now I'll still keep on just doing what I can, but also just have grace for myself in the process. So those are some of the things that you can do to support your body. So we've talked about supplements, prioritizing sleep, supporting your pelvic floor, getting educated on that and doing exercises around that, the right kind of exercises, eating fish and eating good amounts of protein and fiber, making sure you're drinking enough water, getting outside every day. Um, And then we talked about what you can do to support your mindset. So asking for help, letting go of this whole pushing through mentality, meditation, Um, focusing on all the things you are doing and on the good stuff, resting, all of those things. So those are, I know I've probably talked about a lot, but you could actually probably summarize it into um, mindset practices or looking after your thinking, resting and sleeping, food and supplements. You could probably categorize into those three things. And remember, any of that, like doing something, I always say this to my clients, doing something is better than doing nothing. So you might not supplement perfectly. You might not eat perfectly. That's okay. It's so much better to eat some broccoli than no broccoli. It's so much better to drink some water than no water. So really congratulate yourself. Pregnancy for some people is a blissful, wonderful process. And for people, other people like me, it's a really hard slog. And I... Um, can put a lot of pressure on myself to do everything perfectly. And at the end of the day, I can only do what I can do. And so with that, I have to focus on the most strategic things and the things that I think make the biggest difference are the things I've shared with you here today. So 
whether you're pregnant or not, a lot of these things can apply just in general. But that is a bit of my pregnant with twins update. I have got a couple of weeks to go now until they come. I'm not quite sure how they'll arrive. Um, they might come out sunroof, i.e. C-section. They might come out as a vaginal delivery, you know, the good old original way. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I'm, again, I'm just letting go of that. I think they're going to... Babies tend to tell you. They tend to lead the way with this. <laughs> really. My hope would be that I can have a vaginal delivery just because the health outcomes are better for baby, the babies. Um, but I also feel like a C-section could also be a great option as well. So I will let you know, I'm sure I will come back, um, in several episodes time, once the babies are born and we're settled in and I've had my little kind of fourth trimester period of time, um, I will come back and give you an update of everything that's happening. It's likely that I'll probably not be on social media. I think I'm just going to take a good couple of months break. Um, so, but you will get to see the twins at some point when they arrive, when I am ready to emerge from that post kind of partum little cocoon that I'll have made for myself. Okay. Thank you for being here. Any questions that you have, feel free to email me, Instagram me. I'm, I'm probably not going to get back to you straight away, but I will get back to you at some point. Okay. Lots of love.